babies. Loran. I bet you 20 bucks. Oh, you were gone. Oh, cool background. Though. I like that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, oh. there we go. There we are. Hello. In that, in that. How you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. good. We're complimenting your uh, screensaver. Oh, right. Isn't that really cool? That's yeah. very cool. I don't know where I got it. <laughs> See, I that's, e to... that's even the best. That's even the best when you don't know where you got it from. I was just about to give you credit for that. Ah. Uh... <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show with our conversation with Loran Starr, uh, strategist, psychologist, speaker on diversity, inclusion, and equity, also best-selling author, Ooh. and a veteran. And a veteran, yes. You checked so. every single box off. Pretty much. Right, and I have a dis I have two disabilities. Look at that. I'm like a hat trick. There you, you go. Are. Well, well, this hey. is the Simple Hey, she she's already got a sports pun in there. So that was that was gonna be, <laughs> my next question was going to be a sports fan. Sports fan. OK, so yeah, Boston area. All well, now we're talking the same yeah. language. There we go. Now the boxes are checked and I can ask the hard hitting questions I was looking to ask. Yes, I'm a <laughs> Bruins and Patriots and Celtics fan. But that was the hard question, right? And we don't have to talk about the Red Sox. Perfect. Great. Perfect. <sighs> I, I like I. I'm not a baseball girl, but I, of course, I always root for the Red Sox. That's okay. You don't have to right now. They're in, they're, they're, they're they don't deserve they're it. Yeah, it was a rough year. <laughs> it's um, worse. Yes. Well, look, we want to obviously uh, get into um, everything that you're doing in, um, you know, in the crux of it all. But my first, very, very first question was: Is Star your real last name? Um, Star is actually my middle name. Got it. Wait, is yes. it your real middle name? It's my real middle name. I was oh. like the Loran is a Navy radar system. So I was named after a Navy radar system, the Loran. And Star was my is my middle name because my mom said, uh, you know, as she was giving birth, there were all these beautiful stars out in the oh. hospital. And I'm like, I want those drugs. When I, I was say, she got the good stuff. <laughs> she got the good, I did not get those drugs. I'll just be honest with you. Nope. <laughs> This is beautiful. She's in a field. No, she was inside. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, mom, you were in the OR. I'm a C-section. Hello. Yeah. yeah, it was gorgeous. She was like, there were so many stars. I just have to call you Loran Star. I'm like, okay. Loran's a Loran's a cool name too, and I'm glad I I got that right. And uh, Ray, write that down too. You owe me a little bit of money. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure many people have mispronounced that. So, um. Well, that's awesome. So that that's all uh that's all on par. So that's great. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Let's go dive over to give it to Ray for the real hard hitting stuff and we'll uh we'll get it rolling. Okay. So what made you so passionate about diversity and equity? Uh was there an event in your life that just made you like go down this route? You know, I think um honestly the military. Yeah. Right. I, I was in the army uh, at a very young age, at the age of ripe age of 19. Um they have forced inclusion. Um, where your battle buddy, as we call them, and, and if your listeners were ever in the military, I'm sure they're giggling about that because that's what we call them in basic training. Oh, you got to know your battle buddy. Your battle buddy, it 
I couldn't sit back and go, I'm sorry, I want a female, a white female as my battle buddy. You got what you get and that's it. And you have to be able to rely on them to literally save your quista. Mm -hmm. like, you can swear if you want. Oh, good. Save your ass. <laughs> there you uh, go. Because it's life and death, right? Yeah. I, I need to know and trust that my battle buddy, I need to know where their strengths and their areas of weakness are. Um, hopefully shooting and throwing hand grenades isn't one of their areas of weakness, but you have to know that. And I'm, you know, I was a trauma medic, so I was out in the field. I wasn't in an office. So even more so, um, you know, that forced inclusion, it really didn't matter who I was paired up with. I knew they had my best interest at heart, male or female. I was with the 110 Cav for quite a while, a lot of my missions uh, where I would be the only female. And I was never disrespected. I was I was treated the same as everybody else. Um, and and in that inclusion, you know, when it came to picking up a stretcher uh, of somebody that weighed maybe 270, the guys would just jump in and pick up, right? We played to each other's strengths. Hmm. So they would just jump right in and lift the stretcher. They knew that it was going to be too much weight for me. Not a big deal, Rand. We got you because you're doing the friggin' CPR. You're putting our guy back together. So you just tell us what you need us to do. So really, it was that forced inclusion. Then I came out into the workplace, and honestly, the first thing I heard was glass ceiling. And yeah. I, I I just, it stupefied me. So like, what the hell is a glass ceiling? Yeah. What do you, yeah. right? Like, oh, we can't get ahead. And I'm like, mm, you know, that glass ceiling sounds an awful lot like a scapegoat. Yeah. Like, if you can't get ahead, freaking move. Leave the company. <laughs> You're the value. Uh, but it seemed like, you know, and this is back in the, because I'm a little older than you gentlemen. Um, not by much, though. No, uh, not by right? much. Just say like is, a year or two, maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe, yeah maybe. it does. Uh, but this goes back to, you know, 19, 1990, uh, 1996, when I was in the workforce, when I jumped into the workforce. Right at the time, too, we were starting to see these initiatives come out that we want to hire more people of color, although we didn't call them POCs then. Right. We called them black people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the uh, language is just yeah, more. Sure. And and as a leader, as I advanced and as a leader, actually hearing that I had to strategically go out and hire marginalized groups. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, why aren't we hiring them already? First off, let's let's get rid of this dirty word marginalization mm. and let's just hire the best of the best. And that will give us our diversity. Right. So so that really is what kind of propelled me in this. Um, and then uh, 2007, I had a frank call. I had my own consulting firm and I had a conversation with uh, a CEO and he called, he called me out on it. He's like, you are in the wrong space. You're doing leadership. You're doing management, which is great. But you have a mindset and a mouth for DE&I. Yeah. And you know, right out of the gate, I didn't realize that my framework was already in place thanks to Uncle Sam. Yeah, it, <clears throat> that's interesting that, um, you know, it, it took it took an outside perspective to kind of to kind of rattle you into that place, which generally it does. Right. It's very yeah, rare that you that just kind of exactly. line yourself up to do what you want to do. So, uh, you know, from there, I was like, well, I got to you know, I got to go back to school because I don't know, I don't know squat about, you know, laws and, and perspectives. And, and then when I dove into school, I'm like, whoa, 
we have major league effed this up in the workplace. <laughs> right? We really have like this whole spin that we need to be hiring diverse candidates, which I'm all for, don't get me wrong here, but if you don't have an inclusive organization, you don't have squat. You're just creating a revolving door. Imagine if the Patriots said, you know what, from now on, we're going to put women on the field and let's see if we get to the Super Bowl. Now, ladies, if you're listening in, let's be realistic here, right? There's, I take a hit by somebody that's, you know, 290. I'm dead. Yeah. Right? Don't I, worry. We'll, we'll beep yeah. that for the women listeners. Who yeah, get offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It, like you don't want me playing football. You, you don't yeah. Want it's, an, it's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting conversation <laughs> that can go a lot of different ways and a lot of, in, in, my question was going to be about your business and how like is it booming now or is it more difficult now in the completely polarized i don't even think the world's polarized it's just we're just fractured you know in a, in yeah. in our in our uh, political and um you know uh, ecological and and you know in every different way that you can think of any different way someone wants to get offended by something you say they can and someone mm -hmm. will be there to support them online so has that affected what you do in uh you know in the workplace or how you've had it, to present yeah, your it has stuff? in the sense that you know prior to 2020 um business was booming and I would have to go in and fix a lot of mistakes. Mm. You know, I'd get these calls and then I'd walk in, I'd be like, well, your culture is a shit show. So <laughs> right, like, I can't, I can't attract new talent for you if we don't fix that first and foremost. Right. It just started reaffirming what I already knew. Yeah. And then I also went on to get my PhD. Cause if I'm going to tell you what to do in the direct manner, yeah, you want some background. And I want to make sure that, you know, when you come back at me and say, you don't know what you're talking about, I say, really? Yeah. A doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's but it's important. Like but people important want that credibility that. And, to go with it. And you just, also have to have the actual items. Like there's a lot of people that, that just think because they um have a degree or or because they yeah. say they have a point of authority that you think that they should. Well, mm -hmm. you still gotta prove it. You've got to prove but it you too, right? You still gotta prove it. I, I think what I found interesting in my consulting days is how screwed up. Corporate America has DEI, um, yeah. right? From that consulting lens, everybody, you know, DEI they think is one thing, and I'm like, those are three entirely different issues. They're three entirely different targets with three entirely different programs and initiatives, and have three entirely different goals and measurements. No, no, they're not. Yes, they are, and often. What people think diversity is, they is actually inclusion or equity, right? They, so there's just this, there was this need for level setting. In 2020, everything changed. Mm -hmm. We started to see this shift. Really, we started to see the shift with the passing of George Floyd, mm -hmm. where organizations suddenly went, we don't want a consultant. We want somebody in-house permanent yeah. that's going to drive this. So fortunately, I had a buyer from my consulting firm, passed it off, it, perfect timing. It was all well strategically planned out, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it, you're better to be lucky than good. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so I, at that point there, that's when I went in-house with the company that I'm currently working with. Um, I head up their DE&I. It is not lip service here. I mean, we are doing it. We are doing it right because I... If we're not doing it right, then I make all kinds of noise. And, and 
that's good. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. So from that business lens, yeah, now I'm inside, although I do do a decent amount of call outs, right? Like I do connect with a lot of people and we have these brainstorming conversations and it's amazing, right? That, that this, we want 3% POC or BIPOC. We want, it's nice to want, I want a million dollars. Yeah. Um, but it, it all goes back to what is your culture? What is your culture? And we're seeing, right, the NHL, there's not enough diversity. I love it when I see articles in sports that that talk about DE&I, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, they have inclusion on the field. Yeah. They, right. If, you, if the unit doesn't work as a team, it falls apart. You aren't going to, you know, to the cup. You're not going to the Stanley Cup. So what's your thoughts on the Rooney Rule? Do you know what the Rooney Rule is in NFL? Uh, repeat it for us. So everybody. The, Ro on the, the same Rooney page. Rule is basically every like if you're going out for a coaching candidate, you have to uh, interview at least one minority. So mm -hmm. is that something that you like are happy with that the NFL does, or is that something like you're just checking a box? And just a little bit more background on that, it's failed miserably. It's failed oh, yeah. miserably. I was just going to yes. say, and it's failed miserably. Yes. So yay, let's check the box for affirmative action. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I am I a fan of that? No, I'm not a fan of the Rooney Rule. Um, I, what I am a fan of, right, is accountability in your ability to promote yourself well, yeah. right? Cause you can throw, right. Okay. We need to have diversity. So if we're hired, you know, if we're, if we're looking for a head coach and we've got six people and we need to make sure that three of them are diverse, are they still the top candidate? Yeah. We cannot give up quality for an affinity. Right. right, we're in a capitalistic country. I I hear this all the time. I'm like, we're in a capitalistic country. I'm going to hire the ta the most talented, and if they happen to be diverse, lucky me. Yeah, that's even um, But I'm still strategic about it. So right, it's not just throwing it at the wall. It's sitting back and going. However, if I have a strong inclusive team and I have a strong inclusive back office, trust me. Those those highly skilled, diverse candidates will come to you because that's where they want to work. Yeah. So to take it back to the NHL real quickly, um, yeah. and their uh, you know clear lack of diversity. I guess that this would be a different uh, this would be a, a a different vertical in terms of why. Right. Why is there it, it, you're not really talking about the why you're talking about? Well, let's talk about the people that are coming into this and 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 not uh, create a whole subcategory just mm -hmm. just so there's a subcategory. But there is this other thing. This goes for business and all kinds of uh, aspects of, well, why is there less from a diverse field coming in for these types of positions? Right. Yeah. So do you guys get into that at all? Yeah, that's called exposure. Yeah if if <clears throat> if someone is not exposed to skating they're never going to play hockey right they're never going to get really good at hockey right if they're not exposed to skating at a young age and right i'm i'm trying not to pick on hockey but i'm gonna what the heck why not yeah, right? sure it they're tough. Fun. They can take it. They're hockey players. Yeah, yeah, they're hockey. You're tough. Suck it up. It's so freaking <laughs> hard. It's so expensive. Yep. So yeah, so I sit back and I, oh, you know, hockey players are mostly white. Well, you know, not for nothing, but white people own the wealth in this country. And it's expensive as hell 
to pick up hockey skates. Uh, you know, my son's best friend is a hockey player uh, with the Sharks, Logan Plant. Woo woo! Um, yeah. And you know, and his family went without so he could play hockey. We're talking ten to twenty thousand dollars a year yeah. for him to learn how to skate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're an inner city kid from Dorchester, no way in hell you're going to be able to pay for that. Right. There, you're not going to be able to pay for it. Right. That's that socioeconomic. So, yeah, if we want if we want diversity in our athletes, then we better not look at the organizations, but look at the United States infrastructure and right. ensure that everyone has equal opportunity and access to all of these curriculums. Right. Yeah. Now we're now we're going down a road of socioeconomical and, yeah. and major, major differences that, you know, you know yeah. There's... I guess I guess the question is, can it work? This is the affirmative action uh, question. Can it work in the reverse style um, if done correctly? And I think you would say probably not in terms of. Well, there's there's not equal. There's not equal. Things are not equal in this country. No. So let's create these programs that make organizations try to be a little bit more equal. And I think some would say, like the Rooney Rule, created some opportunities for some people, but that now it's just become more of a, Check frankly, the box. frankly corrupt. Yeah. In yeah. a lot of different ways. And affirmative action, a lot of people would agree, went the same way. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it, it's a, like most things, it's like an organism, right? Like you have to continue to be evolving it and moving it and and uh, and building it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's a question in there. I was just <laughs> no, <laughs> reflecting I, I, off of what no, we're I, just saying. You know, I think when we look at, right, I'm because it's a sports show, so I'm really going to focus in on sports here because, you know, I'm your sports girl. You um, got it. But when we're looking at sports, <laughs> You know, if I am betting <laughs> on the Patriots or the Bruins or the Hold on. why are you laughing about betting on the Patriots just because <laughs> there's no way in hell they're winning tonight? Is that no, 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 you know, betting. I was like, wow, we're even gonna go into betting. Now I'm gonna start sharing that I also drink. <laughs> you know? Oh well, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Ah, uh, nice, nice. But it, right, it's it's a New England sports show. I mean. It is, right? But I want, I want my I want my team to freaking win. I don't care what the affinities are on the field. Right. As a spectator, I'm the consumer here. It's not like buying lipstick. Right. right? I'm your consumer. I and and the Patriots, I would hope or they get fought, right or or we see an upheaval. Uh we certainly saw it in Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, right where they were trying to focus in on DE&I and trying to focus on getting the best and the best and well, yeah. The, yeah, the Cowboys are just, that's, that's a whole nother show and a mm. friggin' bottle of vodka. Um, but <laughs> like, I want, um, and, and as a fan, as the consumer, I want the best of the best. Oops, my camera went a little cray cray there. You got a little uh, automatic uh, focus oh. going on. Oh, that's oh, okay. There we there you go. But yeah, you, you, we want to bring in the most talented and and I think we also have to recognize, right? Like, let's go back to the NHL, right? Well, what does the minority base look like of highly talented skaters? If French you, Canadians. Right? Yeah. Can, yeah, bring in the Canadians. Bring French Canadians, them. yep. Yeah. I, I if you slightly darker tone. I can't, I can't I can't um endorse 
you know, putting people of color on skates that are not at the same level as those around them, because then that's tokenism, right? That's now I'm starting to question, oh, that guy's on the ice and right. He's not a very good skater. They must've brought him in for that reason. And that's crappy. Right. That is the wrong mindset. Right. Look, we could, they could, the Patriots could have drafted some staunchy white kid from Ohio to play tight end, but Aaron Hernandez was on the board. So we just, you're not going to turn away from that kind of talent. Check. Right. (laughs) You got to bring it in and see what happens. Now that one's going to go their way, but a lot of them have. Yeah. You got to bring it in and shake it up. And, and yeah, that's, you know, look at our, look at our quarterbacks, right? There's very little diversity in the Patriots quarterbacks. They're all white guys. Mostly. Uh, but God Brissett, damn it, they handsome. But they, they are, are handsome. They are handsome and guys. they can throw a ball. Yes. <laughs> they can they can sling the pigskin. Uh, I, I, we're going to keep it in the sports world. I had a question for you, and I don't know how familiar you are with this uh, uh, scandal going on down there at Causeway and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Odoka, the head coach was let go earlier uh, this offseason for um, some uh, adultery, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. uh, on, on both ways. Have you ever been in, in those type of – would that be considered a shit show of a uh, organization uh, that you would walk into? How do you handle, like – is that something you would touch on? So this is a man of color that was given a, a position of power – in a extremely profitable big league mm-hmm. in the NBA, uh, you know, and uh, made it to the NBA Finals, you know, big headlines. Um, and there are differencing sides of opinion here. He, look, he screwed around with some people's wives in the organization, and the team had to let him go, basically, or they yeah. suspended him. But people, you know, they're supporting him because he has he is a, a, you know, person of color in a a very important position uh, of so, power, which there so- are not many of. And I agree, there aren't that many of them. Um, but just because you have an affinity of a different skin tone doesn't mean you're forgiven for adultery. And when you look at, you know, professional sports, they're role models, whether they want that role or not. Players, coaches are role models because they are in mass media. Right. So, right. So there is that morality clause in all of their contracts. And unfortunately, adultery is a ding on the morality clause. Um, if if he was white, he would have been terminated. It, you know, and I think it's un- it's unfortunate, but if you can't keep it in your pants, dude, don't bitch about being let go. Yeah. And to be Can fair, he, he he hasn't <laughs> bitched, but some people have bitched for him. Yeah. So we'll, and, and I, we'll yeah. give him the credit. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. And he'll rebound. Give him two years. For the dust to settle down, you'll see him pop back up. Oh yeah, no. Unless, unless she's pregnant, then that's not going to be good. I I don't know. Look what's happening that's... in Georgia with uh, Walker there, right? Herschel Walker. Ooh. I mean, yeah. whoa, 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 wait, do we... that, but we'll beep that. We'll beep that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So I think you know there there's that. Yeah, there is the morality clause, and unfortunately, right when you go into an organization or you go in and play uh, professional sports, there is business acumen that you must have. There is professional business standards and sports are no different. Now, I don't have a morality clause where I work. Okay, well, I'm not really in the public eye. Right. But think about this, right? If I was an adulterer, just as an author, you know that's gonna hit me. Mm -hmm. 
Now you've yep. got somebody that's really in the public eye. And yeah, and I have, you know, I, I could be like, well, no, well, I'm a woman and I have a disability and I'm a vet trans. So let's just forget about it. Doesn't work that way. When you pause for that brief moment, I actually thought you were going to go down that road. Like, I did do it, but yeah, it's not in the – that's where we are going with that. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Right. We open it up. We open it up. Maybe there right. is a – the bottle of vodka might be open off screen. We're not sure. Exactly. That's the next show, Confessions yeah. of Sin. There yes. you go. Uh, speaking of sin, you are you aware of Kyrie Irving? piece of never mind well we can go to somebody else we can do something other than i just uh have an affinity for hating on um i have something for you uh, the women's soccer team the national yeah. soccer team great great team but the big issue there is the pay mm -hmm. obviously the men aren't as good as the women the women are winning national championships uh world cups blah 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 you list all their accolades but yet they're not getting paid enough. Is that something that you look at and is how would you fix like something like that? Yeah, you know, that's not a simple answer. Although I will say there's now equity being brought to the table where they're splitting the winnings. Yes, after the US just went to the knockout yep. round. They so got more, so, so yeah. we're starting- How do you feel about that, Ray? I'm very happy that the women are getting- uh, their fair share since they are the better team out of the they, men. And yeah, women. they've had a lot oh, of they're success. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there needs to be a a bigger fix. Um, when I look at the numbers, right? When I put my business hat on, I look at the numbers. I'm like, of course, the men are going to get paid more. They pull more audience, right? They pull more marketing dollars than the women do. Mm -hmm. Although with women's soccer now, we're going to see that go away. We're going to, you know, what's going to happen when women's soccer, and this is interesting, and this is what I'm forecasting, my friends, is that in another five years, women's soccer will be more popular than men's soccer and the pot will be bigger. What happens then? Do we then split, right? Do we continue to split the pot? Or do they say, no, we don't want to and we're the money makers. Well, they can't now because, right, the minute they say we don't want to split the pot, you're going to hear me go, whoa, whoa, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Exactly. Yeah. Is it... <clears throat> The other example in the news lately has been the WNBA um, players wanting more money for a uh, organization that hasn't been profitable in 26 years, which mm -hmm. is an interesting uh, concept. The the women's national team though is is a is a unique case because they were drawing more attendance than the men because the mm -hmm. men failed to make the World Cup and they were a more popular team for yeah I don't know close to a decade if we're being if we're being frank and um and we'll and we'll see if that continues to to move forward so i think that they that helped their case um, absolutely you know, right and, but the marketing dollars are different there's a huge difference in those marketing dollars for sure so oh, somewhere yeah. along the way um you know whomever is handling those marketing dollars just kind of lost their way and they weren't right those marketing dollars should have gone up so that their salary went up right um you know i'm i'm not in favor of just throwing money at people um, however, when you're skilled, you're winning, you're drawing the audience, then there's got to be that payoff. Yeah, absolutely. Is there's there got to be that payoff. Is there a dream company that you'd be like, oh my God, I want to go there and just fix everything that's going on right now? Like Kanye West, Inc.? Yeah, <laughs> just shoot me in the head. Um, yeah. what, if, what if Kanye called you and said, I will give you whatever you want. I'll, I'll let you have as many zeros in your check as you want. Just fix, fix me. This. Fix, this. fix me right i'd be like i'm sorry kanye there's not enough money in the world to fix really you. wow yeah like, call, he called me ye. he called you ye 
No, he 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 expects to be called Yi now. Probably Mister. Oh, Yee. is that oh, Yi uh, right there? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I I think <laughs> I I'm know. an inclusion psychologist, not a mental psychologist. And, Got it. Um, he needs a little more work there. I'm sorry, but that's Fair just enough. how I feel about Kanye. And uh, you know what? I I hope he hates me like he hates Taylor. I'm all over it. Right. Now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who can hate Taylor Swift? How dare you? Hate kidding, hate. Right? She's clean. She's, she's honest. She's... Fabulous. Yeah. Now ticket like prices. It. That's a whole. That's another story that we can get into on another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now let's see a company that I'd love to. Ooh, there... Ticketmaster. Oh, Ticketmaster. It, that's get in there and take them down. Yeah. Exactly. Ticketmaster needs to be Live Nation. Ticketmaster needs to be broken apart into multiple companies that's clearly a monopoly and this resale bull crap is bull crap yeah that's just subsidiary yeah it's just yeah yeah, yeah i mean let's just put it on the table here yeah Absolutely. look you get nope. inclusion you get ticketing advice it, it's like the whole ball of wax with me we're doing go. it so those aftermarket people are getting penalized bullshit you're trying to make money but you're doing yeah. not yeah. trying r r r yeah r sorry r r because they take a percentage of the resale ticket they're yep. making hand over fist. They're making hand over hand over fist. My my daughters just went to a concert, uh, Alex Benjamin, in Boston. Smaller artist, um, and the tickets were twenty five dollars. So right, smaller, low, very yeah, nice, twenty five dollars, great, thirty five dollars in fees. <laughs> like the fees are more expensive yeah. than the ticket price. Well, it's insurance. And the artist, the happens. artist got a one yeah, percent of it all. Yeah. yeah. Of the uh, twenty five dollars, so yeah, he's up there going throw quarters at me, please. Right, yeah, he's got a tip jar <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on stage at TD Garden. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, uh, did uh, any any? I have one more question. I don't know if you had a, a dream company that you, uh, you know. I will say, dream companies. I'm really big in technology. I like technology a lot, so it would have to be a technology company. Twitter. Uh, Apple, you and Elon, fix Ooh, it. With that's a, a good one. Which would you rather work with, Elon or Kanye? Elon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Twitter's actually not a bad one. I mean, that's like started from scratch. Fun. Got yeah. some dough to work with. You know, you uh, uh, are talking to the world every second right? of the day. Head okay. Up, here, yeah. Here's my last, uh, here's the last question that we want to know, you know, where to find you, uh, you know, the benefits that we can have from you and that we have your website and everything else we'll, we'll push forward. But what's the, uh, so you do a lot of obviously um, uh, live speaking mm -hmm. and uh, performances. Do you got any secret sauce? Do you got any juice? Is there like a one liner or a hitter or a piece of information or a joke or anything that you're like, I know when I bring this out, like if the crowd's they, not if feeling it and you're like, they respond, I, I, I go. got them. Like, if they're not, it, like, if my audience isn't feeling it, I, you know what? You're either going to like me or you're going to hate me. And that's okay. I don't care. Just drop the uh, mic and flip them off. Right. <laughs> no, I don't, but, <laughs> but I want you to th at least be open to hearing what I'm saying about DE&I. Yeah. And down the road, when it resonates with you, that's when you shoot me an email. Like, that's it. And that usually pulls my audience back in. Look, DE&I is not a, a flashy topic. I, when I say, oh, I talk about diversity, I can see people glaze over. Ooh. 
just probably right? get the, oh yeah no oh yeah i go to a conference and i'm like oh i'm your you know de and i speaker i have to work almost twice as hard as other speakers getting people to attend my sessions like i go early and i network and meet people the whole time so they get a feel for me as a presenter and my messaging that this isn't a typical de and i talk this isn't a check the box trust me you are going to come out enlightened with something I'm going to say something that you're going to go, huh? And you, you just got you got to come. You got to come and see. It's like the book, right? I I wrote a book on diversity. We're not talking talk, you know, eventually it'll be a bestseller, I hope, but Yeah. I, I Richard, when you go into the store and if you see a book, you see my book sitting on the shelf, you'd be like, "All right, whatever, keep walking." Now There's not a sword on it. I'm not buying it. Yeah, right, but right or, now if you had that screensaver as your book cover, now, now, we're, talking. Might be talking. now, we're, now talking. we're talking. Now we're talking. You know what? I'm going to put that in my marketing strategy. You screensaver more. It's not uh, a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diversity, uh, the word scares people now. It does. Oh, well, they, why they, wouldn't it? Yeah, they don't want to be uh, wrangled into a conversation where they think um, they could say something and it gets them in trouble. Well, which. And you've been beaten over the head. I mean, my own son, he's a sophomore at Western New England University, right? He's an engineering student, mechatronic engineering. And he's like, diversity is fake work, mom. And I'm like, dude, wow. no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it is. He's like, because all I know about diversity is it goes against me. Mm. That's where we are in this country right now. Yeah, that's not a, uh, that's, that's not an uncommon, um, sentiment from especially that part of the world where you know where we're from and um, mm -hmm. where I grew up and I know a lot of you know my father was a construction worker and I know that that sentiment really started to uh to settle in and politically I think you've seen the repercussions of that um mm -hmm. over the past several elections and, and we've got to not to go down that road or open up a new um yeah. it yeah. was uh yeah I think that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. So right, because all you, the, the majority of diversity training is all about blaming. Yeah, right. and right, it really like I'm like, but I get it. I understand where you're coming from, but recognize that I also do inclusion work, and that's the counterpoint. And you know what? And it's all evidence based. So the work that I do has data that backs it up, which there's not a lot of us out here that actually can state that. Yeah. No, it's important. And it's all in my book, which you all should go out and buy. There you go. Beautiful segue. I'm going to throw it right. Go, keep course. going. It's all you. Go tell us exactly where to get it, what it's called. And uh, the floor is yours. Oh, she all has right. it. She has it. Look there you go. Woohoo. So on. it's called Evidence-Based Inclusion, focusing on the right needle. Um, the book really does take you through diversity. And, and it's written like I speak. So this is not a dry book. Um, I even had to fight with my editor on some of the words that I put in here. And she's like, you can't say that. I'm like, yeah. Um, People don't respond to fuck very well. Oh, I loved it. See, I, I, <laughs> they don't, they don't. But the first section of the book, the first two chapters really just, I level set what diversity is in this country right now. And it's based on research, right? Yeah. Diversity is a measurement. That's it, my friends. It's a measurement of affinities. That's it. And the only goal of diversity is diverse perspectives and thoughts in the workplace. That's it. Hmm. The business case for diversity has to be made through inclusion. Mm -hmm. 
So then I, you right. So then the book takes you into inclusion and what is inclusion. And I attack affirmative action. I, you know, I hit on so many different topics where I'm like, recognize this, right? We talk about the word equity. Equity is a legal term in the workplace. Um, I even wrap up the book saying, hey, you know, just as a teaser, you know, the next book to this is to be or not to be equity versus equality in the workplace. You know, I'm going there, <laughs> right? Because I have yet to find solid studies that show the benefit, the business case. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it is, it's a fun book. You can get it on Amazon. You can find it, find it in the bookstore. You can find it on Amazon. Um, you know, as always, if you, wherever you purchase, please, you know, give me five stars, make some comment that you love me um, because that's how we increase sales. Um, right. And you can also go to my website and that's just drloranstar.com. Everything is there. Awesome. Well, we'll put that right on the bottom of this when it awesome. when it releases. So, Loren, this was fun. This was yeah. fun. Yeah, was fun. we appreciate it. Glad we uh, glad we got a sports fan in uh, addition to a doctor. Exactly. And uh, we and raised New sports fan, New England sports fan, New Sorry. England, New England. We raised our level of intelligence on the show for once, so that was good. Yes. <laughs> That's always nice. That's always nice. Ray's like, did I? I'm not sure. Probably not. <laughs> Well, Ray's baseline, he, we call him the bottom of the totem pole of dumb. So there's only one way to go, but up. Uh, oh, so I definitely get on up. I definitely got up. Yeah, no, he improved today. I love uh, it. Lorraine, we appreciate it. Thank you so much and good luck with the book. Yes, and uh, yeah, keep keep going. We appreciate yes. it. Same here. Same here. I'm looking forward. All right. We'll let you know when it, when it comes out. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Lorraine Starr actual name yep you can send me that money anytime you want ray uh this has been our conversation with loran star uh check out her book and her website it'll all be right underneath us and uh right there and uh, uh in the comment section so uh bye To be fair, that's how I do everything. Oh, <laughs> You're a procrastinator. Yeah. Well, I work well with my back against the wall. Or sometimes your penis against the wall with your butts exposed. Those assless chaps. See, is that sexual har harassment? Is that, uh, well, that being discriminative to you because you're a nice piece of ace? We can ask. We can. What's the line? Bill's crossed the line several times. What is the line? Now, your <laughs> professional opinion. Could you draw us the line? Where is it over the line when I bring this mother joke up? That doesn't seem fair. Allow us to give you some examples. <laughs> when I said a turkey should be substituted with Rich's mother's ass, is that over the line? Is that the line? Or is that just run on the cups? When I referred to my co-host's mother's ass as a substitute protein, 
Is that is that is that over the line? No? Okay. What's your thought on AIDS jokes? 